0: More of Bucks Nation reacting to what went down in week 18. We share our biggest takeaways from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' 12th win of the season. All that and more on this episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Let's get to it. You are
1: Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What's up, and welcome to Locked On. Including
2: YouTube.
0: I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at bucksnation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at locked on bucks at Jay Yarko underscore bucks at D Harrison 82 and at bucks underscore
3: nation.
2: Yeah, of course, Thanks. we do appreciate you guys making the show your first view or your first listen every day. And uh, I had hoped, James. That the Antonio Brown news could be a one-day yeah. topic, and we can move on from it. Um, I should have known better. Part of me probably did know better. More updates on the Antonio Brown story as they continue to develop, uh, really all day long. But the the meat of it really was released this morning, and then we kind of get into it from there. And we're just going to let you guys hear it straight from the horse's Mouth NFL Insider for NFL Network, NFL Media Group, Ian Rappaport.
3: Well, here's my understanding of the Antonio Brown situation. It, it started, uh, the scenes we saw, of course, are on the sideline with the Bucks coaching staff and Bruce Arians telling Antonio Brown to get in the game. Antonio Brown refusing to get into the game despite the coaches asking him to and then tossing him from the sideline and eventually releasing him. From Antonio Brown's standpoint, talk to people close to him, what they say is he did not feel like he was healthy enough to play, there was an ankle injury that he was battling, did not practice Thursday or Friday, was cleared to play in the game, was running routes and looking good, looking healthy before the game. But in his mind, the reason he refused, according to those close to Antonio Brown, is because he wasn't healthy. Looked pretty healthy there running across the field, but he is saying that he is not healthy. But that K is not where it started. There's been a boiling frustration inside the organization about Antonio Brown his rehab, how much he was paying attention to that, his suspension, how honest he was with them, endless issues with Antonio Brown. So we saw the end point yesterday with him taking his clothes off and and running off the field, but that was certainly not where it started. And it looked like this was the way the relationship was going to end anyway. It just ends in more histrionic fashion than maybe we were imagining.
2: All right, so there you have Ian to talking about his updates on the Antonio Brown situation, and we have what we talked about yesterday – uh, if you missed that part of the conversation, please check out yesterday's episode. First segment, uh, we let off the show with it just like we did today with everything that we understood it to be at the time. And basically, this is kind of what we were talking about. We kind of figured it had to do with the ankle injury uh, and all this other stuff. So basically, what's happening now is Antonio Brown's side of the story, whether it's through him directly, his people, uh, reports, quote unquote, sources, all that other, other stuff that happens in, in the media world. Um, Basically, that his ankle was was bothering him, and he didn't want to go back into the game. Personally, if they weren't down fourteen, I kind of have a feeling that Antonio Brown probably would have gone uh, back in the game. But they weren't. Uh, they were. They were down fourteen. Apparently, Antonio Brown didn't want to go in. So here's a couple things real quick, James. First of all, so this really basically puts to sleep the idea that Antonio Brown was mad because he got benched because the Buccaneers were trying to keep him from earning incentives that would have made him north of a million dollars. First of all, he had incentives last year. Uh, in his contract, and they actually gave him the ball and fed him to help him get those incentives. And it was the same people, same staff, same players, all that stuff. So that argument already uh, gets diminished a little bit. Now with this news, Antonio Brown asked to go back in the game. So again, if the organization is trying to keep him from those incentives, asking him to go back in, not really an effective way of doing that. And now this update reports says that Antonio Brown himself declined to go in the game because of his ankle so that puts that to rest like that's so let's get past that narrative that the bucks are trying to keep money from maybe that's not what happened here now the other part of this is this there are roles on every in every organization and on every team antonio brown's role is to play football the medical staff's role is to seek or to provide medical care and advice to the team if antonio brown felt like his ankle wasn't up to snuff very simply all he had to do is go over to a trainer go over to a doc go over to an assistant trainer somebody in the medical side And say, hey, lift up the tent, look at my ankle, tell me what's going on there. Because what happens, James, every time that somebody goes in that tent and that tent goes flying up? Everybody and their mother, Twitter, in the press box, on Fox Sports, on the Red Zone channel, everybody is going, who's in the tent and why? And the team has to give you a designation. What is going on with that ankle? And if you tell a doc, I don't feel comfortable on this ankle, I'm fairly confident that if you tell a doctor, I don't feel comfortable on this ankle, cutting and running routes, you're probably going to get ruled out for the rest of that game from the medical staff. What happened here, from what I can see, and again, we don't know everything, so it's all going to develop, is that AB said, I'm AB, I'm making the call myself, you deal with it. He stepped out of his lane, he got told to step back into his lane, he didn't like it.
0: Yeah, what kind of makes me laugh about all of this is, you don't want to go in the game because your ankle hurts. So your coach tells you you're done for the day, and you throw a tantrum over it. Like, you got what you wanted. You didn't want to go back in the game. The coach told you, fine, you're done, and you lose your mind. Yeah. But basically what this is boiling down to is Antonio Brown's reps or agent or his click or his – Group or, or whoever it is that was leaking this to Ian Rappaport, they are are setting up for the NFLPA defense of they were trying to force me to play as an injured player. Yeah. And Bruce Arians comes out and says, "We had a conversation. Injury was never part of it." He, I told him. It was
2: so he said,
0: and. End up getting worked out of the long run. The Bucks have not made a roster route regarding Antonio Brown. They are looking into what their options are through the NFL. Uh, you know what they're going to be allowed, allowed to do. A lot of what you said yesterday, David, talking about trying to, you know, you can you can keep him on the roster, but basically deactivate him, similar to what they did to, to Keyshawn Johnson. You know, all those years ago before Keyshawn was traded to the Cowboys. You don't. another team you like him, You also. He, he's no longer part of what you want to do. It'll continue to develop. We're going to continue to have to talk about it, and it is what it is.
2: Yeah, so more to follow, obviously, as it develops. And listen, guys, we're, we're, we're dealing with information as it comes out, just like all of you are. Uh, so bear with us. Keep in mind all of those things. But, James, we're not the only ones who had a reaction to the uh, game. We're not the only ones who had a reaction to the Antonio Brown situation. So let's hear from yet another member of Bucks
1: Nation. Oh, my God. What a game by Sarah Grayson. Uh Sarah Grayson, today's hero, boys, it's Kyle from Boston. I just have to say, my heart's working hard, but apparently the Bucks are working harder. It's a great win. And I give a lot of credit uh to the Jets. I mean they're a young team, but uh Wilson, Berrios, their their running game, they all looked really good and they took advantage of this Bucks team that just wasn't hundred percent. Um, and speaking of which, just a, you know, a lot of credit to the Bucks for digging deep and Despite who the opponent is, uh, you know, these are NFL teams, and I'm happy to see, you know, this team, even though they're injury riddled COVID-depleted, out of sync for most of the game, and apparently are dealing with a lot of drama or, you know, I don't know what comes out of that, but that's a team that just kept fighting even though nothing seemed to be working and they pulled off the walk-off win. And I'm happy about that, too, because you cannot limp into the playoffs. you got to finish strong, and I hope we do. I hope we get the dub against Carolina. Uh, despite you know what may happen in that wide receiver room, but um, let's go, man, go Bucks, Bucks fans. You know we have an incredible app for
0: everyone that buys gas, and you all need to know about it. That of course is Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every gallon of gas. Every time they fill up, just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code Touchdown to get up to fifty cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars per month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added directly to your account, and you can cash out anytime using your bank account, PayPal account. You can redeem it for e-gift cards for places like Amazon, which just has everything. So. Just download the free get Upside app. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Again, promo code TOUCHDOWN.
2: Segment 2 here at the Locked On Bucks podcast on this Tuesday episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Thank you again for making this your first listen or your first view. Every single day we are free. We are available on all platforms. We are David Harrison, James Jarko on Twitter. Find James at jrco underscore bucks. Find me at D Harrison 82 Find the show at Locked on Bucks. It's Tuesday, which means it's our takeaway episode. What we took away from the week that was and how we took that away. My first takeaway or my takeaway, James, from this game really doesn't have a lot to do with the team. Um, I think we we kind of are not the team, the game that was against the Jets. We kind of talked about that. Uh, You know, the defense, you know, finding their feet and coming back and, and clamping down enough to keep the Jets from. From taking the thing even further than it was. Tom Brady and the offense digging deep despite what happened uh there towards the end of the third quarter and you know, built up during the rest of the game and all that stuff. So I'm gonna look forward here. And we mentioned this, right? So the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when they win games, they tend to make history. Well, they made history against the New York Jets. First time the Tampa Bay Buccaneers franchise has ever won in the state of New Jersey against the New York Jets. I think that's uh very sad, but also, you know, it's history, so we'll take it. There's another piece of history that can be made this weekend should Mike Evans play against Carolina Panthers, and that is that he could become the first player in NFL history to have eight straight 1,000-yard-receiving receiving seasons to begin a career. Again, the previous record was six, held by Randy Moss. Mike Evans beat that last year when he had his seventh. Now he's looking to extend that record. So really the question, James, and I wrote this for BucksNation.com should Mike Evans play and should Mike Evans go for this record? And there's really kind of two parts that this Bruce Arians was asked about it. And he basically encapsulated both sides of it. And he said, if Mike Evans is healthy and he's good to go and he feels good, then yes, we absolutely want it for him. And that's basically a yeah, but type of scenario. Mike Evans is dealing with a hamstring injury. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury. He was supposed to be on a pitch count against the New York Jets. Ends up with the most snaps of every wide receiver on that Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. I have a feeling that if A.B., was capable of getting on the field or was more willing to get on the field, whichever side of that story is true, that it wouldn't have been that way, that it probably would have been a one-off. Like, Mike, you go out for a snap. A.B., you go out for a snap or a series or whatever it is. But at the end of the day, Mike Evans ends up with the most snaps among the the Buccaneers wide receivers in the entire game when he's supposed to be on a pitch count. That's not good. That's not what you want to have happen. Now, A.B. or uh, B.A., rather, did say that Mike came in on Monday, told him he feels good, he looked good, he's walking fine. All that stuff. So as long as he looks good and feels good throughout the week, Bruce Arians would like to get that record for him. And here's my take on it. If Mike Evans wants to play and go get 54 yards against Carolina Panthers, which, by the way, he has done at least 54 yards, nine out of the 12 times he's played him in his career. So it's a pretty good chance he's going to do that. I'm going to let him do it. And then there are people, I've, I've put the poll up, I've asked the question, there are people who disagree with that, James, and I want to get your take on it because of the playoffs coming up and the potential of him getting injured. You already lost Chris Godwin, now you're without AB. You know what I mean? Is it worth the risk? Here's what I will say. The amount of work these guys put into this game, the amount of work these guys put into being ready as often as they can be, going out there and doing something that literally nobody has ever done in NFL history. Nobody. Like Think about the players that have come through this game. Nobody has ever done this. If Mike Evans wants to go for it, I don't feel like anybody has the right, unless again, it's a medical hazard to keep him from trying to achieve it. And yes, I understand he could get hurt and that would be terrible. Go back to last season. And when he set the record against the Buffalo Bills, what happened the very next play? He got injured. I wrote it. I wrote it in the account. Every like the, the collective breath of every member of Bucks Nation just left. Like you just feel every Buccaneers fans on the globe just completely go breathless. You would hate to see it, but I don't see how you can prevent him from doing it if he's medically cleared to play. Break. I think I said Bills. I you meant did. yeah, Falcons. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. My fault. I'm sorry. I think you can have
0: both. I really do. I get, like you said, unless they're saying medically, or if Mike is saying, look. It's it's a little tight. I don't want to test it. It's it's tough. You can have Mike on a pitch count. And Tom Brady is Mike Evans the ball and get him 54 yards on the first drive. Like, there's no question in my mind that's exactly what will happen. And as soon as that record is, is secured, they can sit there and go, all right, Mike, you can take a break. Yeah, you can take this series off if you want to rest up. If we need you in the red zone, we'll we'll call your number, but you're good. You're fine. Um, what is he having? He has 12 touchdowns on the season. So he's one away from tying his career high, two away from, from setting a new career high, which I do believe would be another franchise record for the Buccaneers for receiving touchdowns in a season. I'm not 100% sure. Bailey Adams, shout out to him. Follow him on Twitter at Bailey J. Adams. He is our, our record keeper for the Buccaneers, puts out an article every week. Um, if he can go, he should go. And if he if he wants to be a little – because Mike is probably the most selfless person that we know of on the team, or at least one of. If he wants to be a little selfish and say, look, I want this. You know, Nobody has done what I've done, and I want to make sure nobody can ever do what I've done. Uh, Brady's gonna give him, he's gonna give him the nod and it's gonna be go time. And Mike Evans will finish that game with at least 54 yards. If Mike wants to be a little selfish and say, Look, I have done what no other player has ever done, I want to continue that streak and I want to make sure no player can ever do what I have done. He can tell Brady, Give me the ball, I want this record. Brady's gonna give him a nod and they're gonna go, and he's gonna finish with at least. 54 yards probably more and the haters can hate if they want to right they oh well it took him a 17 game season to get a thousand this year yeah well he missed a game so it still only took him a regular NFL season uh before the expansion to still continue getting this record
2: and, and there's no point in hating you know about and I don't care if it's a Buccaneers player getting the record I don't care if it's a it's a New Orleans Saints player getting the record there's no sense and hating this is the new normal like this like this isn't a one off this isn't the NFL trying it for a year and maybe it's going to go back to normal like this is the new NFL yeah. every record from here on out is going to have an 18 game or an 18 week season a 17 game regular season your career passing records 17 18 years from now zach Wilson's always going to have 17 right? like just just live with it you know what i mean it just it just kind of is what it is you can talk about what happened before but either way Mike Evans has the record like it really doesn't even matter to call him out for it, per se, until somebody has seven seasons to start their career of a thousand yards receiving. And then the eighth one, they could have had it. You know what I mean? Type of like, it doesn't even make sense to call him out for it. So, that and listen, here's what I want. Here's, here's what I want the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to do. So, anybody in the building watching this, listening to this, get over to Byron, just pause it real quick, let Byron hear this. Byron left, which I want Mike Evans on the sluggo on the first pass of the on the first play of the game. I want Rob Gronkowski clearing that safety towards the middle of the field and not letting him get to the the outer perimeter, and I want play action. Have Tom Brady hit Mike Evans for a 55-yard sluggo on the first play, and then have Mike Evans throw his his, uh, shoulder pads down there by the bench, and he can sit down and watch the rest of the game. James, that's what he's doing for Watch the rest of the game shirtless. That's two in a row now absolutely before we get to uh, our next message from one of our friends let's hear from another friend of the show and another member of bucks nation
4: I was not expecting the game to go down in that way but i'll take the win anyways this is yousef out here in phoenix uh so according to bruce arians via nfl network um antonio brown's career is over in tampa so moving along Guys that were playing today, Cyril Grayson, Bershaw Perriman, Keyshawn Vaughn, Le'Veon Bell. Guys that haven't really played this year. I mean, had had fantastic roles and big plays today. Keyshawn Vaughn had a couple good runs. Le'Veon Bell had a great third down uh, conversion catch. It was great. Uh, And then, you know, Brady does what Brady does. He has 60-something of these fourth-quarter comebacks. And it's just it's just awesome to see. Not, not all a up to say. Um, I'm not a big fan of our third down defense today. I was frustrated with that. Seeing them just keep carving up our defense like that in the first half. But a win is a win is a win, and I will take it. Now he's got you on the Cardinals today to so beat the Cowboys. <sighs> Anyways, guys, um, as you know, not getting too high but not too low. And as always, go Bucks.
2: BetOnline.ag has had you covered all season long, all holiday season long, and they still have more props, odds, and lines than any other site out there. They've got you covered for college football playoffs. They've got you covered for pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all of your sports action this season. So head over to the website using your last your mobile or your desktop device. Sign up for an account if you haven't already. When you make your first deposit, make sure you use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. If you just want to enjoy football, you don't want to put action on it, make it more stressful than it has to be. They've got basketball, they've got hockey, boxing, UFC. They've even got your favorite Vegas casino games. Throw down five bucks on a couple hands of blackjack. Have some fun. Don't risk a whole lot of money. Whatever it is, don't wait. Take advantage of everything available over at Bet Online. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, Bet Online, where the game starts. Things up here on a takeaway Tuesday edition of the Locked
0: On Bucks podcast. James Yarko David Harrison on Twitter at Jarko underscore Bucks at D Harrison82. Find the show at Locked On Bucks and subscribe to the YouTube channel where you can watch me dance and mime things during David's bet online read, trying to force oh, I appreciate. Him, yeah, trying to force him to just crack up and uh have to try to fight through that to finish the read. That's what I'm here for. All of your entertainment and David's frustration. With that, David, let's get into my takeaway. And uh look, this is this is a takeaway that is a culmination of not only this week, but it's something that you have talked about throughout the season. It is something I have talked about throughout the season. I believe that my pick six six Super Bowl bets over at BucksNation.com reflects this opinion. Um Because I'm not saying it to pump the tires of the team that we cover. I am saying it because I genuinely and truly believe it. The Bucs are still the only team in the National Football League that can beat the Bucs. You can go all the way back to the beginning of the season where you have had rotating starting corners. You've lost all three of your starting corners at some point. The guy you signed to come in and help has missed more games than the guys that you that you signed him to replace while they were hurt. You've lost Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre Paul, Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, Levante David, Giovanni Bernard, Rob Gronkowski, Mike Evans, Ronald Jones. You have uh Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown strip teasing and dancing through the end zone. Um, all of that has still led to tying the franchise record for most wins in a season. The distraction against the Jets in a place where they have never beaten the New York Jets catapulted a come from behind victory where the team rallied together, rallied around one another. You heard Gronk talk about it after the game that, yeah, I heard about what happened, but I was focused on doing my job. Us on the field, we knew what we had to do. We had to go do our job, and that's what, we t- that's what we did. We took care of business. That's the mantra. That is the attitude that this Buccaneers team is going to have heading into the postseason. They have battled through a ton of adversity, and they have made it look easy. If we're being 100% honest, they have made the adversity look easy because I hear the excuses all the time. Oh, well. You know, they're the New York Yankees of the NFL. They just buy whoever. They don't care about character. They just want to win. No, they're, they're loaded with talent because of good drafting, because of good free agency signings and good trades, and they've had the depth to help ease the problems throughout the year. That is not going to change. And I have 100% confidence in the fact that I am saying that the Buccaneers should still be the favorite to win the Super Bowl in spite of everything that has gone down because you're getting those guys back and this team
2: knows what it takes to win a championship. Yeah, I mean, to the people who say that the Buccaneers have bought their rosters, Shaquille Barrett chose between Cincinnati Bengals and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That was his free agent market when he signed with Tampa. Um, Jason Pierre-Paul was a trade. Leonard Fournette cleared waivers. Uh, Richard Sherman sat on the sideline for eight, nine weeks before getting a chance to play football again um yeah no like you're you're not you know what i mean like you're not every single player that's on this team outside of the nfl draft could have gone to another team
0: right and real quick this isn't baseball that's that's why i hate the same amount of money to spend as everybody else every other team could figure out how to
2: make moves i will disagree on one thing i don't think that they made it look easy but i i don't think that's a fault you know what i mean like i don't i don't think that's a that's a knock i think it's not easy. Like they they've been through some stuff this season. Like that's you know what I mean. Uh, as as fortunate as they were last year, for the most part, still a few injuries here and there. I still contend uh, that when they played the Chicago Bears, they didn't have a single healthy wide receiver on their roster, and that definitely contributed to the loss there in 2020. But you know, for the most part, I mean, what we've seen this year versus last year is, is nothing in comparison. I mean, you brought back the entire roster, but it's almost like you didn't bring back the entire roster because you've had to play with so many different combinations of players at every position group, except for your offensive line, knock on wood. Um, As long as Ryan Jensen doesn't get kicked out of the game. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so I, you know, I'm impressed with what the Buccaneers have been able to do and it hasn't been perfect. And there's been some coaching decisions I haven't agreed with play calls. We're all going to disagree with some of those things. Um, There's been some, you know, some players that haven't lived up to the hype and like, you know, uh, Devin white, not for nothing. We were, Uh, kind of trumpeting him as a defensive player of the year candidate in the beginning of the season. I had the interview with him. I actually even asked him about that. He said that was his goal. Um, I wasn't going to call you out, James, but he said that was his goal uh, as well to be defensive player of the year. It's, it's obviously not going to happen. Um, You know what I mean? So that's unfortunate, but you know, the playmaker is still there in him and and all these other guys are still going to be able to hopefully find a way. My only concern really is on the defense side of the ball. I still think on offense, Even with everything that's going on, Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette should be coming back for the playoffs. I'll take that offensive set over any offensive set in the NFC playoffs or in the AFC playoff picture. So I'm not worried about that on the defense. That's where if I have any concern, that's where the concern is. You just they got to beat COVID. They got to beat travel arrangements. They like we just need this defense to get together for a consistent amount of time and get their legs underneath them. Hopefully that'll happen as we get into the middle of January, but James first before we get to the mid- j- middle of January, we got to finish off the season. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have to face the Carolina Panthers. Of course, Evan Klosky, I believe is going to be back with you tomorrow uh, since he and I both decided to bail on you for two weeks at the exact same time. No problem there. Uh, but first, before we wrap up this episode, we do have one more member of Bucks Nation that we need to hear from. One of my favorite voices, I think is one of yours as well. So let's kick it over to Leighton.
1: Hey guys, Leighton in Tampa after a Bucks win. Crazy day with Jamel and SMB getting to the stadium, and of course the AB situation, not gonna speak on that. Good Bucks win to come back, shouldn't have been in that situation, but we have to give credit to the Jets playing a good game. Hopefully we can come back and get the win at home against Carolina and then go strong into the playoffs. Hope you guys have a great new year and go Bucks,
0: Layton. Thank you very much for the call, and also thank you to Tyler from Boston and Cold Open Yusef for calling in. We got tons of voicemails. I'm going to try to get to some more with Evan Klosky if he is able to make it. Yeah, he was out of town one week, had an emergency come up the next week. Hopefully, Evan is back. Um, but we will get to. Uh, we'll try to get to a few more voicemails. Uh, On tomorrow's show, if we don't get to yours, please don't take that as a sign that we won't. At some point, please continue to call in because it does help make the show so great. You can do so by calling in at 813-444-5841. Thank you again to all of you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or first watch every day, free and available on all platforms. Now make your second listen to Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. You can check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at Locked on Bucks, at JayArco underscore Bucs, at DeeHarrison, at Bucs underscore Nation you all have an absolutely outstanding day stay safe stay healthy wash your hands with one another thank you so much for joining us right here at lockdown bucks